G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. And joining us on the line from the UK is Dr. Camille Majdali. And some good news about Dr. Camille. He's uh, preparing to head back to Australia in a month's time for the 8th Annual Understanding the Times Australia-wide tour. He's been anchored in the UK during the COVID pandemic, but he's uh, coming back to Australia soon. Going to be in Victoria, Queensland first, Victoria, Tasmania and WA. And we're also hosting a live stream event on September 12th, highlighting the theme of the tour, which is turning the corner, bringing clarity to confusing times. Beyond the pandemic, inflation, recessions, war in the Ukraine, the globalist reset, Dr. Camille Magdalene will be speaking into the new normal that he says is neither new nor normal. And he's here to preview this year's tour. It's our privilege to welcome back on the airwaves Dr. Camille Magdalene. It's 1.30am in the UK. How are you, my brother? I'm good, Matt. How are you? Very good. Sorry to wake you up. It's my pleasure. <laughs> now, mate, uh, give us a bit of a preview. What can we expect when you uh, come back to the great Southland of the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel? What's, what's on your heart this time? I actually believe that this year's Understanding the Times Tour, which, as you mentioned, is the eighth annual tour, praise God for all the interest <laughs> there's been in this message, is to give some insight for today and hope for tomorrow. I recognize fully the challenges that are faced both as a nation and also as a world, but there is a God factor that must be put into the mix. And there are, how should I say, telling signs that God is working, that there is revival, there is, shall we call it, Holy Spirit pushback, and there is plenty of work we need to do, and there is a factor or side to it all that we will make the difference if we seize the moment. There's there's God's part in the equation and ours. I want to highlight both of those. Now, I'd love to get your perspective on uh, some of the things happening around the world right now. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, pressure um, coming from China, uh, particularly around uh, a lot of the island nations around Australia, uh, of course, with Taiwan. Uh, what's your take on, on what's happening in China right now? Well, I'm not even sure where to begin in the short time we have. Uh, China has vision, shall we say, to being a global superpower. And instead of having a unipolar world, which is the United States as the only superpower calling a lot of the shots, they want to have a place at the table. And this is very well known. In one sense, ambition is okay. I mean, we all need to have some ambition in life or we wouldn't get out of bed. But China's vision, of course, is for great domination, certainly at least in Asia Pacific. Whether China wants to rule the world is another story. There is a school of thought that China simply wants to recover what is called a civilizational state. 
They want to have hegemony within their own sphere, which of course would be East Asia, and recover their customs, traditions, and, and even traditional Confucianism, no less. But that part we can't say for sure. What we can say is that it does present a challenge to Australia in, in the Pacific, as well as, of course, to the United States, because for the last 77 years, the United States has been the undisputed power in the Pacific and giving what is called a balance of power. And now that's being challenged by China. And nowhere is that more evident than in the controversy and potential conflict over Taiwan, which is a story in itself. It's something we need to watch. It is something we need to pray about. There's no value of sticking our heads in the sand and pretending these things aren't happening. But remember, as Christians, we have a wonderful dimension called faith. And faith is a key that unlocks heaven's door. And the amazing stories that are coming out of God literally changing history because his people took the time to seek his face, pray and fast, and do the step of obedience that he has outlined, it's enormous. Ma major things have happened for the glory of God. Just here in the United Kingdom, there's story after story of how God worked in their history, especially in the Second World War. And the good news is God doesn't change. He can do it again. Absolutely. And, you know, when you, when you look at China, of course, there's the, the military threat around the world that, that's in the news right now. But one thing you won't hear the, in the news is the revival of the underground church in China. It's uh, probably one of the greatest in history. Uh, have, you, have you been hearing many more stories of uh, what God's doing in the underground church in China? Well, specific stories of the underground church of late, no. But I have been hearing about the underground church from, for a long time. What is interesting, Matt, is there are at least three boogeymen from a Western perspective. That's Russia... China, and Iran. And paradoxically, these three nations all have, or, or potentially can have, a great influence for the kingdom. China, with its Back to Jerusalem movement, sending 100,000 missionaries along the Old Silk Road from China to Jerusalem, evangelizing, planting churches along the way. This apparently is already happening, and it's a wonderful fulfillment of vision. Of course, Iran has the fastest-growing national church in the world, which, of course, catches everyone off guard because they hardly expect that from the Islamic State or Islamic Republic, I should say, of Iran. And then Russia, there's the Hudson-Taylor vision of 1889 when the czars still ruled how God was going to send a Holy Spirit revival to Russia that would not only affect the nation but spill over into neighboring countries and particularly Europe where Taylor said the move of God will go from Russia to Europe, Europe will be touched by the gospel, and then Christ will return. It, amazing, Matt. The three countries that we learned to revile could actually be God's vessels for his end-time purpose. And it's so often the case, isn't it, you know, that what the enemy has meant for evil, God will turn around for good. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've heard some incredible reports of... Uh, you know, the, the, the Chinese house church movement uh, in Iran. I was actually just having dinner with, with a Persian family last week, 
and they were telling me uh, incredible stories of what God's been doing uh, in their nation. Uh, and then uh, the, the other big uh, story uh, that you know, hasn't been in the news as much lately uh, because of you know, other, other big events happening is, is the, your Ukraine, the Ukraine war. What, what do you, what's your take on that at the moment, Dr. Camille? I have to say, in all the years I've been watching world trends and teaching on it, this particular conflict has me, how should I say, mystified. Because it's told in black and white terms, things are complicated. Now, some things are pretty obvious. We don't condone armed aggression. We don't condone a refugee crisis. We don't condone uh, violence against civilians and all the rest of it. Of course not. But it's also a clash here, a clash between the European Union and NATO encroaching on the hinterland of Russia. It was said, I'm thinking of Nigel Farage, who's very popular in America, more so than in the UK, but he's a smart man. He said he'd been predicting since 2014 that there'd be a war over Ukraine because of Western expansion into Russia's domain. Now, the West wouldn't do it to China, so why are they doing it to Russia, is the, is the line. What we see is not what we get, Matt, and also there's a lot of dis- disinformation from all kinds of sides. I would say we need to pray, of course, because the danger of the Ukraine war, even though it's gone seemingly a little bit quiet, is that for the first time in 77 years since the end of the Second World War, there is a land war in Europe. It's the biggest Europe has had since 1945, and it's involving a nuclear power. Now, that's big. Having said that, it's not totally insurmountable. We need to pray. We need to ask the Lord to show us how to respond in a way that's constructive, because it just appears that the Western world is fighting a proxy war with Russia over Ukrainian soil. So it's complicated, but there's a lot of God's people there, and we need to pray for them. Well, it's wonderful to hear your perspective on uh, the uh, the wars and the rumours of wars that we're hearing in, uh, among all these nations. Uh, on, a, on another front, uh, Dr. Camille, one thing that I know you've talked about a lot in the past is the war against wokeism. Uh, I have just, <laughs> I have been blown away by the increase of wokeism uh, in the media, in politics, in the education system, just wherever you turn, there's a, the, the woke crowd have come up with another, uh, another wheelbarrow to push. Uh, what's your latest thinking on uh, the wokeism battle we're facing? Well, first of all, we better define wokeism because I don't assume every vision listener knows. I want to be honest. I was on tour for Understanding the Times when I was in Kalgoorlie at Oasis AOG with Pastor Bill Kirkland, and he taught me about wokeism. But the irony is, it's in Kalgoorlie, <laughs> practically <laughs> the ends of the earth. So it's, it's even reached there. Anyway, it basically is coming alive to cultural Marxist political agendas, whether it's you know gender issues or whether it's social justice issues, which really are a pathway to socialism or, you know, all kinds of things. But what is interesting is how this 
ideology, which is the antithesis of Judeo-Christian heritage and values. It certainly is an enemy to faith, family, and freedom, but the people who are woke pursue their agenda with religious fervor. In fact, it is arguably a religion in all but name. So what we're seeing is also there is a pushback. One of the great places where that happened was in Virginia when they had a gubernatorial election. The underdog, a Republican, Glenn Youngkin, and a Christian, he fought and won the governorship of Virginia in part because the other candidate, the front runner, Terry McAuliffe, said that parents had no business having input into the education of their children. It may have been in reference to textbooks, but the, the message was loud and clear. And there was a pushback on McAuliffe that took everybody by surprise. And this was from just normal Virginian parents that say, we do have a right and a say in how our children are educated. And they fought back. And this is in a blue state, blue being for the more left-wing Democratic Party, red for the Republican Party. But there's many, many instances of this happening. Ultimately, the, the pushback will be spiritual. And there is a spiritual army rising up and saying they don't want cultural Marxism and the socialism that it brings to be part of their national fabric. They want to return to the values that made their country great, whether it's the United States or Australia the message is still the same. We've got Nard from the Gold Coast. Have you got a question or a comment for Dr. Camille? Oh, yes, I do, if that's okay. That'd be lovely. Go for it. Yeah, so basically, um, Dr. Camille, I used to live in China. I was, I was baptised in Beijing. I'm Caucasian-Australian. I was there for approximately 10 years. And um, not long after I was baptised, God began, began to give me a real heart to pray for the communist leaders, the Communist Party of China. And um, I had the privilege to come to know so many precious people from within the party, many, many wonderful people within the party that I've just been able to develop very meaningful and profound friendships with. And I'm back in Australia at the moment and, yeah, just hoping to share with you a prayer perspective that God has has put on my heart over these last few years. And, And so, yeah, basically I've been praying for spiritual reformation from within the party because I think the Chinese leaders and the Chinese culture itself is not the sort of culture or nation that can be pushed into a corner and be told what to do or who to become, you know, for example, like the West. Um, also praying for a, you know, the right type of political system for China, um, you know, with, the, with a population of 1.4 billion people, a 5,000-year civilization. Um, I just really feel that it's... Because uh, I watch the Western press and the Western media, I, I tend to find it's often unbalanced in its reporting of China because I think the West, you know, is expecting China to become like the West rather than um, respectfully engaging with China and, as Christians, prayerfully, um, you know, lifting the Chinese leaders up to, up to God and asking God to help the Chinese leaders find the right political system that's right for China, you know, in, in a time such as, for a time such as this. And yeah, just wanting to sort of gain your perspective on this type of prayer direction. Um, obviously, I'm really saddened to see the escalation of tensions between the Taiwan and, and you know, China issue with the American diplomats going to Taiwan in a very sensitive time. I personally think that's not the wisest move on the part on the behalf of U.S. diplomats. Um, yeah, just just love to hear Dr. Camille's opinion on some of these matters as I, you know, really 
really feel that within Australia and worldwide, the Christian church, we need to be praying for the Chinese government like never before, you know, because of this, the, the very heartbreaking escalation of tensions worldwide, you know, between China and the West. Absolutely. Dr. Camille, what are your okay. thoughts? Thank you, first of all, for that question. It's a, it's a great question. I don't even know where to begin when it comes to China because of its size, its history, its heritage and all. But I can say this. We need to pray not just for the government in China, that God would open their hearts a door of utterance for the mystery of Christ to be spoken, and that they will be much more, whether wittingly or unwittingly, the servants of the Lord to fulfill his purposes for that great nation. We need to pray for that. We also need to pray for the church, because the church has grown miraculously, not because of any government patronage or sponsorship, but despite persecution. I mean, even back in the days of Mao and the Cultural Revolution, they thought they had extinguished Christianity. And for 10 years, we were wondering whether there even was a church anymore in that great nation, only to find that the church survived the Cultural Revolution. It thrived. We need to pray for the government. We need to pray for the people, but especially pray for the church, not only for their protection and their provision, but also for their ability to fulfill the Back to Jerusalem movement which could be potentially the greatest missionary movement in history happening right now. So I think if we pray not in the several fronts here, the government, the church, and the people for, of China, yes, we could see some very positive things happening. And after all, China may be many hours away by plane, but it really still is Australia's neighbor. Oh, Nard, thank Absolutely. you so much. I, yeah. You go, you go Nard. Oh, so, no, I just really appreciate that, that perspective, Dr. Camille. And I guess in my ra in raising about prayer for the Chinese Communist Party, because I just feel like worldwide throughout churches, we're often praying for the Chinese underground church, the Chinese Christians. I like to pray for Chinese theology. I personally think um, I'm part of CCF, which is the Chinese equivalent of BSF. And so I pray for Chinese theology because that's a very important part of being able to stand in times of in times of persecution. But I just feel there's not enough prayer on behalf of Christians going out for the Chinese leaders. And I think if if you know if churches could unite and have more of a united movement to pray for the leaders of China, I think you know I, I really I really believe that you know transformation it 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 can occur from within the Chinese Communist Party. Spiritual reformation is possible. You know, it's, it's about having that mustard seed of faith and being um, persistent and and faithful in prayer. And I really think that is where ch that's where that's the beginning of change on the diplomatic front, where where that can occur. And um, just so grateful to be part of the conversation today. Amen. Well, thank, thank you so thank much. You. Thanks for your call. Most welcome. Bless. <laughs> Thanks, bye. And you know, Dr. Camille, the Bible is very clear about praying for our leaders, and uh, I just uh, love the, the angle that she's taking there, as well as all those other things we should be praying for. Um, it's uh, hopefully inspired and motivated uh, our listeners to be praying for China, for their leaders, for the underground church, for uh, for revival in that nation. Uh, let's keep believing for it. Now, uh, Dr. Camille, we've only got a few minutes uh, to the news, uh, so if anybody does want to call through, give us a call, 1-800-316-316. But I was curious to know... You just mentioned to me off air that you're working on a couple of new books at the moment. I'd love to hear uh, what you're releasing soon. Yes. Well, first of all, I have God's Secret Place, Understanding Psalm 91, How to Transition from Being Overwhelmed to Overcoming. And this book is uh, 
hopefully in the next four weeks or so going to be released in time for the tour. But it really is an invitation to walk with God, particularly in troubled times like these, and have your refuge in the secret place of the Most High and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We can live a life free of anxiety and fear if we learn the principles of Psalm 91. The other book is called The Power of Faith, Understanding the Books of Ruth and Esther. So the two heroines of Scripture get a profile here. In fact, it's a, both of them are Bible commentaries. But the one in Brooke, um, Ruth and Esther is talking about how two women who lived challenging and destitute lives, or potentially destitute, how they came out on top because of their faith. And it wasn't just their faith that turned everything around. It was the faith of those near them. Like in Ruth's case, it was Naomi's revived faith that helped make the difference. And it was also, in Esther's case, Mordechai and his intervention that turned things around by faith. Because Mordechai said, if you don't act, Esther, God will deliver his people another way. God will always find a way. But you will be destroyed, and who knows if you haven't come to the kingdom for such a time as this. So these are two new books that should be released in the next few weeks, Psalm 91 and The Power of Faith, Ruth and Esther. Fantastic. Well, I love the fact that... uh you're not sitting around doing nothing. You're not just doing one new book. You're doing two at the moment, mate. That's wonderful <laughs> to hear. And, uh, of course, people want to find out more about the upcoming tour. Uh, they can find the information at vision.org.au or they can go to the Teach All Nations website, tan.org.au. And there you can also find great resources uh, from uh, books and DVDs from Teach All Nations with Dr. Camille Madgley. And uh, don't forget, uh, the big tour is coming up. Uh, in a month's time, back in Australian soil, is uh, going to be in Queensland, uh, Victoria, Tasmania and WA. And on September the 12th, there's going to be a uh, live stream event uh, highlighting the theme for the tour, Turning the Corner, Bringing Clarity to Confusing Times. And we've got Richard from Alstonville in New South Wales. Uh, Richard, have you got a question or a comment for Dr Camille? Um, yeah, I had one on Russia and Ukraine. It's um, a, a bit of a loud one, but um, just spiritually, how does the the conflict between um, Russia and Ukraine, like the Nazi thing you keep hearing about in the mainstream media, how does that um, fit in a spiritual light? Dr. Camille, a nice easy one for you, mate. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I'm, I'm reminded of Churchill's quote on Russia of 1939, and it went something like this. Russia is a puzzle wrapped in an enigma, st- stuffed in a mystery, something of that sort. In other words, we can't figure out what's going on. And look, the spiritual side, I would think, is, is complex. I'm not so sure about Nazism in Russia, although... The Azov Battalion in Ukraine has been called neo-Nazi. But again, I think we have to be very discerning what we take in from the media. And I don't just mean Western media alone. I mean media from Russia and Ukraine. But let's bear in mind, both countries are Russian Orthodox predominantly. Both countries have growing evangelical slash Pentecostal churches. 
and both countries have enormous influence, not just regionally, but globally. Just think of the grain harvest in Ukraine alone is a big ticket item. So I can't really comment about Nazism in Russia, although Russia has not had a history of democratic rule. Uh, and the, the Russian Federation, as it's now known, is technically a democracy, but it doesn't have the normal uh, aspects of democracy we're used to. I think it's a nation in transition, and they too don't want the West dictating to them how they should be or not just like China is in that boat, and just like India, to some extent, is flexing its muscles. Not in, always in a bad way, but that's how it is. So I would just say, Richard, we should keep watching, we look at alternative sources of media who are credible, and they are out there, thank God, and we take it from there. Good on you, Richard. Thank you so much for your call. Okay. Thank you. And if you'd like to call through, phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. We've got Wendy from the Gold Coast. How are you, Wendy? Uh, not too bad. I'm not using my real name, but anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm just using that just for the radio, but it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that that question was just raised because, you know, you don't want to sort of bring out the family laundry, so to speak, of your history sometimes. I think a lot of people... But it's interesting that that was raised just before me because the fact is that um, my grandparents were driven at gunpoint from the former Soviet Union when Stalin was running the former Soviet Union um, in the 19, probably 1920s or 1910 or something like that. I don't even remember. I don't even know my history really on my uh, new Australian side exactly. But they were driven at gunpoint. And the thing is, is that with war, I guess, and with, well, obviously the people that have come out of many, many different situations, including the indigenous people of this nation, every indigenous person all over South America, America, the native Indians, the indigenous people have been conquered and had their rights and their lands, whatever, taken in any conflict, unfortunately, whatever it is, there's some hurt and bloodshed and injustice, which is all over the world, as we know, including what happened to Israel and everywhere. And um, I don't think there's one country unscathed, really, but I do know a little bit that my um, grandparents were driven at gunpoint and the whole of the, you know, everyone's rights were taken away from them basically and you do what you're told or you get a bullet in your head basically or tortured or, you know, go missing or put in jail or whatever. Everyone's rights were taken from them basically in these sorts of conflict and I know that basically my grandparents just basically left with the clothes on their back, all their lands were taken and escaped into Siberia and by the mercy of God got into China but my aunts were dead by the time they got there was no Rolls Royce or nice horses or limousines or you know any of that no free money in those days and uh, <clears throat> and uh, the thing is is that by the time they got to China thank the Lord that the Chinese people took in many, many people. And I believe, I, I don't know the whole history, that there was 
an area in Europe that the uh, Jews were coming through China and China was uh, allowing many, many immigrants, I believe, through there uh, in Harbin, I think, or somewhere like that. I can't remember the name of it. And I don't know if my, on my father's, uh, my grandparents' side, if they might have been Jewish, but whatever, whenever when people talk about this country or that country, there's many, many is of Israel in there. And I know that my ancestry was full Orthodox, and Orthodox people love God. I don't, they love God. And um, I believe they'll all be praying with all their hearts, you know? And no one wants this. And um, I believe everyone to, basically... I'll just have to jump in there for a moment. Um, We've we right. actually got a couple more callers on the line. Did, did you have any oh, other... Did, 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 you know, Do you no, have any well, questions? I was just for, wondering his perspective of all that as well. Yeah, and God is in every country. You know, he's yeah. desperately wanting that his will is that none should perish. Yeah. And Dr. We, Camille, what are your thoughts on that? Well... Uh, my thoughts are <laughs> we're talking about a very rich, deep history yeah. and the intermingling of Russia and China. All I know is that this is a tough world and it's a fallen world and there's a lot of injustice and that's part of the incentive we need to come to Jesus who is just and he is able to take the most adverse circumstances and turn them into something good. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well said. Thank you so much for your call. Um, and we've got one more call. We've got time to squeeze in there. David from the Mid-North Coast. How are you, David? Hey, well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Good on you, mate. Have you got a question or a comment for Dr. Camille? Uh, I guess it's a question or a comment. As a Christian for over 25 years uh, and understanding the times, I guess I'm getting more uh, bolder and wanting to be louder about the warnings that we as Christians should give to, to one another. We don't like to upset. The Bible says that we get offended in the end of days. Everyone's offended. But, you know, true leadership is to uh, to call out the, 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 the issues you know, that are happening in the world. And I like what the, like the previous uh, caller said, that we are all united, irrespective of Jew or Gentile. We are given a choice to accept his grace or not. I guess my, um, my point I want to make today is as we see the world moving in a uh, direction that's obviously Satan's kingdom and he's taking over, I would hope that there would be more men and women that would start to stand up and start calling out pharmacia, uh, uh, things that we're not allowed to say on the radios, you know, like uh, the venom uh, that they're trying to put in us, uh, the, uh, the takeover of the human body, transhumanism. I'd like to hope that the uh, the gentleman that we're talking to from overseas, I've forgotten his name. Dr. Camille, yeah. Uh, would be brief. Mm-hmm. Dr. Camille, I'd, I'd like to hope that he's bringing that to the table uh, in his uh, Australian leg. Okay, well, let's, of, see, uh, let's see what he's got to say. Dr. Camille, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are that these are times where we can't afford not to have some courage. The good news is courage is readily available as you walk with God. I still think of the words that God spoke to Joshua on the eve of the conquest of Canaan, with seven nations of Canaan to conquer. And he says, be strong, which is a command, and of a good courage. So courage in God is a decision we make to cooperate with the Lord. Let us be filled with the Holy Spirit, where you have both vision, not vision, (laughs) courage and boldness. And yes, 
it is time to shed some light courageously on what's happening in our world. That's exactly what I am trying to do in these tours. But again, the goal is to give insight for today, but hope for tomorrow. And I fervently believe whenever you understand the nature of the problem, what's happening and why, you're halfway towards a solution. We need to declare this and help foster hope in the hearts of people. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much uh, for your call, David. And uh, our time is almost up. Uh, Our next guest has just arrived uh, in the studio in just a moment. Uh, But Dr. Camille, uh, any final thoughts you want to share before we uh, uh, give your tour one more plug? (laughs) No, just to say it's a privilege to work with Vision on the Understanding the Times tour. And to our listeners, please, please understand the tour is, in a sense, growing. We not only have the in-person event at various locations, we have the pre-event, the live stream, which is on the 12th of September, and I urge you to listen to it. I'll be in the studio with Neil Johnson in person, not on <laughs> Source Connect, and we'll get to kickstart the tour on the 12th of September. So we invite you warmly to that event. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us today, mate, all the way from beautiful UK at 2 a.m. in the morning over there. And uh, once again, if people want to find out more, they can go to vision.org.au and search up the uh, Understanding the Times tour with Dr. Camille Magdaly. And uh, the website uh, is uh, tan.org.au for Teach All Nations. Lots of books and DVDs and two new books coming out soon. Looking forward to seeing those. Uh, It's been wonderful having you on the radio with us today, Dr. Camille. Thanks for joining us. God bless. God bless and God bless Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.